We ended last week. We were talking about four simonim, four signs, in that stage that's called the Pekida. Remember? The Pekida, there's Pekida and there's Zechira. The Maimah Hagula of the Ramchal. Pieces that we learned from the Zohar and the Tikkun Zohar. The Indian of Yesod of Tzaddik of Mashiach ben Yosef is that time which is called the Pekida. And we learned that there were four Simonim to which we can identify Pekida. A Pekida that's taking place, which remember, and we're going to talk a lot more about today is not the Gemar HaTikun, that's Mashiach ben David. It's a shift from that state of complete Golas, the opening, the remembrance, moving towards Geula, that we spoke about, and the four Simanim that we were discussing last week, Aleph, that it's Lo Bechipazon, Lo Bechipazon, unlike Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, which, where everything took place in a hurry. The nature of the Pekida, in other words, that type of redemption that is taking place to Mashiach ben Yosef is low bechipazim. It takes place in stages. Just, just reviewing. That Hashem is Hashem is already told us a long time ago that in the future, when the wheels of Geula are turning, it's not going to be in a way of Chipozan. Now the Ramchal explains that's talking about Geula B'Darach Pekida. That's the first sign that is in Shlavim. It's in stages. We spoke about that last week. The second sign, we're going to talk a lot more about this, is that it's B'Darach HaTeva. That Gula, which is compared to the Ayelis Hashachar, unfolds in a way that's not only gradual, but it's unmiraculous. It's unmiraculous. It's, don't see open signs, clear signs of Akash Baruch, it's not miraculous. As the Ramchal says, and we spoke about this in the Zahar Kaddish, that the same way that the redemption at the time of the second Besamikdash, and what took place with Koresh, with the king, that it was Davke through a non-Jewish king. It was very strange. We discussed that at length last week. How the gula unfolded from Purim, which was a gula, from the feminine side, that we discussed what that means. As the Zohar says, that the Indian of Yosef at Sadiq and the gula that comes by way of Pekida is me, Sitra, the smallest from the left side, which is Din. Din and Gvur, which is the feminine side. And therefore, 
the way that it takes place is B'derech HaTeva. Thank you. It's B'derech HaTeva, not with open miracles, the same way that Purim was not in such a way. The fact that we were invited to come back to Israel and we went with the permission of a non-Jewish king, and all the events that surrounded that redemption were unmiraculous, completely unmiraculous. Now, Hashem is totally hidden under the under the veil of Teva of nature. That's the second sign. That Geula Mashiach ben Yosef, Geula by way of Pekida, when that happens in history, it happens in a way that is natural, unmiraculous. The third simon, which is obviously connected to the second and to the first, is that Geula by way of Pekida takes place Bisarusa de la Sata, that means it's initiated by our behavior, by our actions. Which, of course, is connected to the fact that it's not miraculous. And Yisrusa de la means, unlike Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, when we were in the 49th place of Tumah, and all of a sudden, redemption descended upon us from above, and the whole Lel HaSeder is really Lobus Everything is out of order, everything, everything went crazy, and the wheels of Gula were turning so quickly, we didn't know what hit us. And Hashem just lifted us out of Mitzrayim. We weren't worthy, we weren't ready. So that's not the Gula. That's not the Gula of Mashiach ben Yosef. That's not the Gula by way of Pekida. The Gula by, uh, in way of Pekida is it's Bisarus de Lasate. It requires our hard work. It's the Avoda, it's the Indian of Yosef and Sadiq, and so on. We'll talk a lot more about that. And finally, that the way of the Pekida of Mashiach ben Yosef is that it's Megula and Mechusa. Is revealed, it's revealed, and then suddenly concealed, it's covered. That's what we were discussing at the end last week, where we learned that the Groz says, explaining the Zohar Kodesh, that Mashiach, that the Koach of Mashiach, which we're going to discuss today, that Koach of Mashiach in the beginning is revealed, and then it is covered and concealed. And as a result of that, that period of time when Mashiach ben Yosef dies, when the light of Mashiach ben Yosef becomes hidden, is a time of terrible tzirim v'chavalim, terrible pain, and difficulties, challenges, and suffering. Remember that it's misitra de dina de nukva. And those who, have, those who have time and are familiar with these types of ksavim and have learned some of the writings of the Ramchal, the way the Ramchal explains all of this in the context of Shir Hashim is, is absolutely astonishing. When he discusses the state Erev, the Pekida, the way he describes it is Bishar, you don't have the, any, any uh, photos that I'll just read to you a sentence or two and then we'll continue to discuss the meaning of the covered Mashiach Ben Yosef and Bechlal, why do we need a Mashiach Ben Yosef? What's that about? And the question of Yahushua, which we're getting to, Mitzvah Shem. He just writes that Bishar Shiyotzi Yisrael Begolus Nifras Mosach Godl Mechitzerah Beneim Uven Avish Meshemayim. In the pre Pekida state of Golus, when the light of Mashiach Ben Yosef is not shining, forget about Mashiach Ben Dov, that's for sure not. But even Mashiach Ben Yosef, in that state, there's a terrible screen. A mechitzeroa beneim uven avinu shemayim between Am Yisrael and avinu shemayim. V'zesha kosev as it says in Yeshaya, ki ma'avonaseichem ha'yim avdilim beneichem levenelokeichem. That is the result of our sins. 
There are mechitzas, there's a wall, there's a divider, a separation between ourselves and Hashem. And the Navi Yirmiya says in Eicha, Sakaisa be'anon loch me'avor tefillah. That there's a cloud that is holding back our tefillahs. There's a blockage, there's a separation. So how is that supposed to change? So the Ramchal writes, Because of Hashem's love for us, Hashem misses us. And even though there's a terrible blockage, the light of Kedusha, which is the light of the Tzaddik, of Yosef at Tzaddik, of Mashiach ben Yosef, becomes strong. And it pierces, it breaks through. It breaks through in many places, that screen, that, that mechitza between Hashem and us, the screen that we've created as a result of our sins. And these bekios are like windows. In other places in his writings, he explains the difference between chalonos and charakim and sha'orim, different types of openings that are, that are broken, that are made because of Hashem's love. Sometimes also it's because of a, an exceptionally great and heroic thing that an individual does that could create such a bikiyah, such a, a breakage in the, mechia, in the mechitza. But the Pesach that used to be And regarding these bekios, these cracks in the mechitza between Hashem and us in Galas, Regarding these cracks, it says in Pasuk, Mashgiach Menachalanos and Shirashim, that Hashem watches us through the windows, Umeitzitz Menacharakim. There's a marshal that the Bnei Sasa gives that I've mentioned over the years, that some of you might remember, that the Bnei Sasa says regarding this Pasuk, that Hashem is Mashgiach Menachal, He is watching us through the windows and He's peeking through the cracks. That the Bnei Sasa said that the marshal that you have, that the the mother and, and her little boy, they're getting along very, very well. It's a beautiful day, and they're talking and having a good time. The mother says to him, go out and play a little bit with your friends. I have to prepare supper. So the boy goes outside, and it's a very beautiful, loving relationship that they have. And, and when he's outside playing, as every little boy that was okay to have his mother in the house watching, so every now and then he would look up while he was playing, and he would see his mother. He would look at his mother, and she'd be, at the, she'd be in the kitchen, but she would throw him kisses and wave to him from the window. But not every day, of course, is like that. And there are different kinds of days in a family. And, on a, and the B'nai Sosa says that on a very, very bad day, so he, he was misbehaving, he was terrible, and he's in the house, and he's screaming and carrying on, whatever. And she finally says, you know, I, get out of here. That's enough, I had it with you already. Leave. So he goes out to the street to play with the same friends and to throw around the ball, whatever it is. And, they're out, and the boy's outside in the street, and now he looks up to see maybe his mother still would look out the window, maybe she's still there, but now the window's closed and the blinds are down and he doesn't see his mother. But the Bnei Sosa says, even though she's not mashgiach menachalano, she's no longer looking through the windows, but she's for sure meitzis menacharakim. She's for sure peeking through the cracks. The child doesn't feel that, but there's no question that the mother is peeking through the cracks. And no matter how bad the day is, she's looking out for him. She's meitzis menacharakim. 
So when it says that that's the Indian of Golas, the Ramchal is saying that these openings, these cracks, are because of Hashem's enduring, infinite love for us. So even though we've created such terrible, terrible wars and separations, and Golas is a time of terrible hast upon him, there are these bekiyas, there are these cracks. You know, when you have something that's totally silent, it's very, very hard to break it apart. But if it has some cracks in it, uh, there are some places where it's been compromised. So then there's a way to, there's a way to do something about the situation. And the Melech Elyon is Chafetz B'gulas Yisrael. Hashem Baruch wants us to be redeemed. He wants us to come back to Him. So as Nema, that's what it says there in Shir Hashirim, Dodi Sholach Yodo Menachor. My beloved reaches his hand through the cracks. So not only are there cracks, but Dodi Sholach Yodo Menachor. That my beloved is reaching his hand out from those cracks. We don't have the Pesach. We don't have, in Golis, there's no opening like that. There's no gate. But there are these holes. There's a, there are these bikios, these, these, these holes, these openings. The right arm of love. It is hidden from the day of the Churban. Salam Chalas is describing the state of things, the state of things before the Pekida. So it's never ever Chalila bleak, and it's never, God forbid, that Hashem is not looking at us that he's not mashgiach every second upon our lives, but we don't feel that. We don't feel that. We feel the divider, we feel the iron curtain that separates between us. But there are these bekiyas, and they sholach yodom achor. Now the bekiyah comes as a result, as we said a few minutes ago, of an isus de lasata, of an awakening from below, of our, of our longing for Hashem, and the determination on the part of Am Yisrael, to do tshuva, to come back, to change. And that can draw into the world the koch of the tzaddik of Mashiach ben Yosef. Now, when we learned last week at the end that that Mashiach ben Yosef can die, we daven in every single Shemun that he shouldn't die. But Mashiach, the death of Mashiach ben Yosef is this covering, is this kisui, <laughs> that we learned last week at the end that the Zara talks about <clears throat> means that the nature of the Pekida is that there is this remembrance, there is a Hisorus, there is an awakening, we have this opportunity to change. And if we're not Zorcha then to bring it towards the Zechira to the remembrance of Mashiach ben David, so then Mashiach ben Yosef dies, which means that once again there's going to be difficulties, Tsaris, terrible challenges, until Safkal Sof will be Barachim Gedolim Akabtsech that Hashem will bring us out with Mashiach Ben David, and the Lashon of the Ramchal that we learned in the Maimar Gulas Shalei Hoisa Habsicha Raklishaita that we just learned. Ach Osasop Ulasav Oid Nizga Hashar Acherah Ad Amoid Goel Laolam. That means 
that Mashiach ben Yosef, when he comes, opens that opening wider. He makes the opening, not just little holes, not just a little bit kiyas, that's in Golis, there's always little holes. But he stretches open, we make this in this Ayurusadilasata, we we try to do tshuva. The aura of Mashiach ben Yosef, which is the aura of fixing, of mending, of repairing, that we'll talk about in five minutes. The aura of the light of the tzaddik of, Yish, of Mashiach ben Yosef pulls open to make these openings wider. Our job then is to, is to mamish, to go with it. If we don't go with it, then what happens is, then the light of Mashiach ben Yosef is, is concealed once again, and the, and the opportunity is lost. However, the Ramchal says... However, it did accomplish something. We're going to be talking about, not now, but in the coming shiurim, we're going to be talking about what permanent changes took place as a result of Mashiach ben Yosef being here, even though he died afterwards. There's still something that happened, something that changed. We'll talk about five changes that take place. Each time Mashiach ben Yosef has, has, been, has appeared, there have been changes, and we'll talk about specific things in history, different things. But Od Nizga HaShachara, but the gate that was opened is closed. Ad Amod Goel Lo'olam, until, until the final redemption. So, this is referred to in this forum as the death of Mashiach ben Yosef. Vayoka Melech Chodesh al-Mitzrayim so it seems ki'ilu that Yosef is gone. Remember at the very beginning of our shiur we spoke about Vayaka Yosef So during that time when the gate closes and Mashiach ben Yosef dies, it's a bechin of Vayaka Melachadash al Mitzrayim Nutzaris Lalang, new difficulties, Nutzaris. And all of us are astonished at the beginning of Sefer Shemos. What are you talking? How could that be? What happened to Yosef? How could everybody forget all of a sudden? How is Yosef forgotten? But, but that, that is the nature of Mashiach ben Yosef. That he's not recognized. He's not recognized. If he would be recognized, we would... We would pull the opening more and more and more, and then it would be Mashiach ben David. But he's not recognized. And then what happens is, then it begins to close. That opportunity closes. And then it's Kilu, he didn't exist. Even though there are Shirayim. But Am Yisrael, Lohi Kiru, we don't recognize, we don't recognize the presence of Yosef at Sadiq, what was and the opportunity afterwards when it's lost, we don't see the, the residue of that time. And that's the Indian of Bayokam Ella Khadasham and Swamesh Aloya Das Yosef. And afterwards, that as a result of that, there are there are tsaras. There are tsaras and sirufim and so on. And there are nephilas, terrible nephilas and learning of Torah, assimilation, many, many changes that take place as a result of uh, of that lost opportunity, of those lost opportunities. Now the question we're up to now. And and the right way to do this would be to spend many months but on this, but I, I want to get the Sefer Yeshua. It's already going to be some Pesach. I'm, I'm nervous about getting to the Sefer itself. <coughs> but the whole Sefer Yeshua can only be understood with the Indian of Mashiach Ben Yosef, to understand it properly. 
What was happening with Yeshua? What was he doing? Who was he? And the whole Indian of Kibush Ha'aretz and what we're waiting for, what we're waiting for, these opportunities that we've had to have Yisrael back and forever and, and to have Mashiach Ben David and so on. And all that's been happening over the years will be understood in a different way once we understand this Indian of train Mashiach and of two Mashiachs. Because the question is, why did Hashem make such a thing? That's what we can talk about now. What is this business of two Mashiachs? When we were little, there was only one Mashiach, you remember? <laughs> and it's been disappointing enough, you know, waiting for him and not having him come. <laughs> so, so just if we haven't been disappointed enough, Hashem says, there's another Mashiach that hasn't come either. <laughs> right? So what is this Indian that the Baruch made in the world of the train Mashiach and of the two Mashiachs? What is the meaning of this, uh, the tikkun of Kilkulam, that the first Mashiach is Pekida, and it's a certain tikkunim that take place, which is the Halmaim Hagula of the Ramchal, and these tikkunim. And then the Shlemus of the tikkun is going to be with Mashiach Medov. Why does Hashem do it in such a way? Why, is, why are there these two levels of Mashiach, two types of redemption? What exactly is the tafkid? What is the job? What is the responsibility of Mashiach ben Yosef? Is Mashiach ben Yosef a person that we can look at, that we're waiting for, some person, some tzaddik, that we could recognize, that we can know here in this world? If that's the case, then what, what is meant by the fact that we know that the Arizal was Mashiach ben Yosef, and the, and the Vilna Gomez was Mashiach ben Yosef, and, uh, and other great tzaddikim that we spoke about during history have been identified by the tzaddikim as Mashiach ben Yosef? And how do we understand Yeshua? That remarkable student of Moshe Rabbeinu, who himself was revealed and hidden, revealed and hidden, who led us into Israel, who married Rachav the Zona. We understand the whole inn of Yeshua, the Karach HaMedama, the Karach HaDimian, the power of imagination that we're discussing a little bit in the Rav Kukshira, and Yeshua, and who was Yeshua, and what did he accomplish with the Kibush that was incomplete, that wasn't finished, what happened? What's this, how do we understand that the Matzah Verit Yisrael now, now, right now, the time that we're living in. So these are things that we have to that we have to discuss. So first, in a very, very, I'll try in a very simple and straightforward way to explain the Indian of the two Mashiachs. Why this has to be? Why Hashem has done such a thing? All of these explanations that, that we're talking about now are based upon the teachings of the Vilna Gaon and, and of the Leshem. Reb Sadiq and other tzaddikim, the Ramchal. Mashiach ben Yosef is half of a much larger picture. Now, we're familiar with Mashiach ben David, and as I said a minute ago, we always just said Mashiach. But when you open up the Zara Kaddish, all over the Zara Kaddish is trained Mashiach. There are two Mashiachs not one Mashiach. And when we learn what these two Mashiachs mean, we'll realize that these are two forces in creation. And all of history, the whole drama of world history, unfolds upon the landscape of these two cosmological forces that are known as Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David. Therefore, when we say the words... Ben Yosef and Ben David. It's not just talking about the historical Sadiqim that we love, Yosef at Sadiq and David Amalek. It's not just talking about two people in Tanakh, two people in history. 
those two tzaddikim embodied in a, in a remarkable way these koiches, these koiches in the universe that are called to us, Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David. But Lamaisa, those two koiches existed not only long before Yosef at Sadiq and long before David Amalach, but the truth is that we learn in the Zara that those two koiches existed before creation. The two koiches that we call ben Yosef and ben David, Mashiach, Ruach lo kimra chefas al pnei hamayim, is the Ruach of Mashiach ha'peinu, Mashiach ha'peinu. These are two forces that Hashem that were, existed before creation, and Yosef Hatzadik and David Melach, though the historical characters, people of Yosef and David, they would become prototypes of the two Mashiachs, of those two types of energy. Not that they brought the, that into the world, and not that it started with them. It started before there was a world. But the two types of of energy would be incarnated in Yosef Sadik and Mashiach and 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 David Hamelach. And ever since then, we refer to these two kaiches as Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David. But it must be clear that the two kaiches go back to, not only to the beginning but from before the beginning. Now, why bechlal? Forget about two Mashiachs. Why Bechlal? What's the Indian of Mashiach? What's the Indian of Mashiach? See, the whole world is Meshuggah with this Indian of redemption. And the entire world and the religions of the world have tried to pick up on this and to run with this. And because of the impatience to have redemption and many other mistakes that were made in understanding redemption, so... uh, the holiday season came into existence, which is good panacea for a lot of Jews, but <laughs> otherwise it's caused a lot of aggravation. The impatience for redemption and the distortion and the perversion of redemption goes back to a misunderstanding of what Mashiach is, an altachlis of Mashiach. Obviously, Hashem Baruch created the world in such a way where he wanted there to be, he wants there to be an individual who is responsible to overtly and covertly, different, different ways, sometimes, sometimes revealed and sometimes concealed, to lead a process to initiate and to conduct a process of tikkun. Of tikkun. Now there are two definitions to tikkun. Just going olive base. There are two definitions to tikkun. The first is exactly what the word means, which is to rectify, to fix, and to and to mend. To fix and to repair. That's tikkun. And the second is to elevate and to transform. That's called tikkun. To elevate and to transform. Now, the second definition of tikkun, which is elevating and transforming, the second definition obviously implies that you have something that has already been fixed, 
but it needs to be brought to, to a higher state, to be elevated to a higher state. Because the first definition of Tikkun, which is Mashiach ben Yosef, the first definition of Tikkun, Mashiach ben Yosef, is that something has been broken, something's been ripped apart, and the immediate goal is to return it to its original state. Something terrible happened. So the first koach of Mashiach, the first energy, type of energy of redemption is tikkun, which means repairing, mending, and returning to the state that was of completeness. The second tikkun, which is the ultimate tikkun of Mashiach ben David, elevation and transformation means that Hashem Baruch's will is that not only the things that return to the original state that they were in, but that they be elevated to a state beyond that which we ever, ever, ever could have imagined or ever was. Now, when something has been broken, obviously, when it's broken, it can't function. It can't function to its full capacity. It's not working. And at that time that it's not functioning, it's described as being in a state of nefila. A state of nefila. There are different words that are used in Tanakh to identify that state of disrepair, of Sebrachimkai. Shevi, captivity. Captivity, the lost princess in Rabbi Nachman's story. That that state of captivity is waiting for Tikkun, for the lost princess to be rescued, to be to be returned to the palace, to her place. The Tikkun, of course, is to be brought out of that state of captivity. The one who brings out who brings the world out of its state of captivity, the Redeemer is Mashiach. Is Mashiach. Now the Torah teaches us and we can't go into this at length, those who learn the Lashem this is a very big Indian in Kisveri and the, and the writings of the Leshem, where the Leshem explains it very, very, very clearly and at length. And to do it the right way would be to sit and to learn the Leshem for the next five, six years, Bemis, Be'iun, to learn it properly. So this is a very, very inadequate, almost ridiculous summary of what's happening there. And and there's a limitation that I can't go into any Nyanim of Kabbalah. This is not the right time, and it's not, right, not the right place. I'm not the right teacher, you're not the right students. So, there are many chesroinahs, there are many problems, many things that are in the way. But, but you all know that Chazal have revealed to us, and it's alluded to very openly in the Torah, that there was a certain type of, type of a breakage that took place. There was a certain type of a breakage that took place, a primordial crack, call it whatever you want, and the feel of all. We're learning a little bit about it 
in the Yeshev Tzadik. I told these two shirim, uh, uh, I'm trying to bring everything here together. The Sunday morning shirim, Chaburis Yeshev Tzadik. So we're talking about even that there were worlds before this world that were destroyed and then worlds created, destroyed, created and destroyed so finally the eighth and those are the kings that died in Pashas Vayishlach Vayimlach Vayomas Vayimlach Vayomas until the eighth one and that primordial fall we learned Sunday morning not only affected creation at the beginning. Not only did it affect the creation at the beginning, but it continues to affect all of creation. Now the Mashiach, that which is called Mashiach, and we have to be careful not to get right now that they get hung up on a person. That energy, that force that's called redemption, that Hashem created, the primary force of the Redeemer of Redemption is that the Goel is the one who is responsible, the Redeemer is the one who is responsible for the restoration and for the Tikkun of creation of that which took place at the beginning of time. Now even, that's the, that's the first definition of Tikkun. Something horrible took place. Obviously it's all with Hashgach Hashem, Hashem this is what Hashem worked out that it should be. Now, even the second definition of tikkun, which is after the repair, elevation, transformation, higher and higher, madregas, the Swarm tell us, the Leshem explains, also implies some type of captivity, which requires a process of redemption. In other words, putting it very, very simply, something can be complete, meaning it's been fixed, but it still has the potential to reach something greater. We know that of our children. There could be problems in a child's life, problems in school, and problems in the home. And then, because uh, the kid was terrific when he was little, and then there were problems that set in and complications, and then there's a tikkun. And Bo Hashem, things are good. Things are good. He's behaving again. He's calmed down. He's doing well in school. He has friends. Beseda. So the first tikkun has taken place. That shattering of the child was, thank God, fixed. There was repair that took place. Bo Hashem, parents, teachers, maybe some outside help. Nowadays, injections. <laughs> I'm saying that uh, facetiously. It's a tragedy, but the child has somehow the child has somehow come back, and the parents are saying, "This is the uncle that we remember. Ah, this is the uncle we remember. How good you were when you were five, six years old, and now, you know, once again, you you so now you you went to yeshiva after school." And you went to Ejusel and you came back, and now we remember this is the way This is now you're a good boy again. You had those horrible years in between, and now you're back to being a good boy. You're back to being a good boy. So Yofi. So that's so Mashiach ben Yosef has arrived. And the redemption has taken place. And the tikkun, the repair, has been made. And Bahasham, 
what was originally has been restored. So the insanity is gone and the anger is gone. and So, so this order has been restored. But that's not, that's not the Saif Pasuk for this child. That's not the end of the child's journey. Our dream, of course, must be. And, and, the, child, and the child has to want this himself, of course, is that the child needs to know, and the parents, of course, have to know, that even though he's returned to his original state, that doesn't mean that he's not supposed to evolve to a higher and higher place. But Hashem, things have reset, and it's good. So that's Koch, that's Mashiach ben Yosef. Things have been fixed. Things have been mended. But we can still describe this boy as being Beshevi, in a state of captivity. Because as long as what could be is not, the fact that what was is, what was has now been fixed, so therefore it's gone back and it's reset. That's a very, very big Yeshua. Tremendous Yeshua. Tremendous opening. The kid is now behaving. He's happy. He's got friends. He's adjusted. He's learning. He's davening. It's a huge thing. It's a huge opening. Any parent that, that has felt that change uh, from, from the time of a teenager and then that shift... Uh, to, 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 to a normal way of living and the, and the child is matured is a huge it's a huge Yeshua tremendous Yeshua over Chalzos the young man is still in a place of captivity because there are higher and higher levels so relatively speaking he's still in a state of captivity even though we're post the nefila, after the yerida, after the shattering of the child, the koch of the ultimate redemption, of the ultimate redeemer, is to release the world from its static state of completion, from being satisfied, from being complacent, even if things are good, there's much more that God planned, and there's much more that can be. So this is the second koach. This is the second koach of Mashiach. Now, on the surface, it's much easier to understand the need for the first type of Mashiach. The fixer, the mender, the repairer, the one who brings back the world to its former state. What exactly is this Indian of the second Mashiach? How does that fit into the picture? Was there ever a time in the past that the world was so complete that it had already somehow been reset? And that all that was was missing was Mashiach ben David, was the Redeemer to bring it to higher and higher levels. Again, when I say Mashiach ben David, I'm not talking necessarily about the final person that we'll see him as Hashem, hopefully this week. But what was there ever such a time that that energy of Mashiach ben David was released in the world? That, that somehow there had been a level of completion and perfection? And that all that was missing was Mashiach ben David, the energy that's called, that cosmological force that's called Mashiach ben David. Was there ever such a time? 
Now, even though the Sfarim talk about the time of Shlomo HaMelech, I'm sure that's what you were thinking about, because it's the closest in history. The closest in history that we can get, to, that we ever got to that, is the time of Shlomo HaMelech. The moon was whole. There were no wars. Shlomo itself means, of course, Melech Shah Sholom Shalom. Shlomus, Shlomo Melech was a aura of Mashiach Ben David, clearly. And we know that Mashiach Ben David has to come Davka through Shlomo Melech. But the answer to this question of was, there, was the world ever so complete that all that was missing was the energy that would elevate it to higher and higher levels? The answer to that question is that, of course, that's exactly what was in Gan Eden Mikedah. That's exactly what was in Gan Eden. What was in Gan Eden? Adam Arishan was originally placed into a reality that was essentially fixed, perfect, whatever you want to call it. He was placed into such a reality. And his mission was, again, this is all what the Lashem explains, his mission was to elevate that which was already to lift up, to elevate that which was already in a, an elevated state, despite the fact that nothing in his life on that first day, nothing in his life was broken when he came. Nothing was broken. Nothing needed mending or fixing. But all of creation was still in the process of an, an amazing, amazing, unknowable evolution to something higher. And Adamarishan was the redeemer. He was set to be the Goel. All of creation, domain, inanimate, sameach, or plants, chai, and animals, and medabra, all of creation, was set to rise higher and higher and higher through the redeemer, through Adamarishan. So the first Mashiach is Adamarishan. There's no question. The first Mashiach is Adamarishan. Not to fix and to repair. Originally, he came, it was good. It was good. It was a Machaya. And for whatever reason, it didn't work out. But he came, it was a Machaya. Everything was good. He wasn't set to fix, sent to fix and to repair. He was sent to elevate and to transform all of creation to higher and higher and higher levels, to move things along higher and higher and higher, which we can't even be massing. That's what I'm talking about, some of, the, of what could have been and what will be when Mashiach comes. But that was the first Mashiach, Mashiach, Adam Mashiach. As you know that the word Adam itself contains the letters Adam, David, Mashiach. Adam, David, Mashiach. That was the first appearance of that koach in, in, incarnated in a human being. In a human being. So, it, it didn't work out. It didn't work out. And the chet, the sin 
of the Eitzadah's Toivera, which we all know was Adam Rishon was seeking to accelerate the process of redemption. But when it's not with God's consent, it cannot succeed. Just like our ancestors in the Midbar, there were, there were, there were Jews, you remember from which tribe? From Ephraim, which is the Indian of Ben Yosef. That there were Jews that they tried to run to Etisrael early, to leave the Midbar, to make a break for it. To run, to go. And it couldn't succeed. It didn't succeed. So, Odom and Chava, again, we're not going to the reason for this sin. That's not for now. The Cheshman, of course, was a Cheshman. The Cheshman was a Cheshman, not, not like you and I when we have our problems and our, our failures. It was a, a very elevated Cheshman of trying to run with redemption. Trying to trying to move things fast and far, but without Hashem and with the opinion of the Nachash of the snake, things went wrong. And as a result of that, everything changed. The Eitzadas Toiv Vera, the tree of knowledge, Toiv and Ra which is called Ilona, the Sveka, the tree of uncertainty, the tree of duality, of confusion, and so on. From that time on, the, the mission of Odomerishan changed dramatically. From that time on, it was no longer the same thing. Then the fila of Adam and Chava, that fall, of Adam and Chava, that paradise lost <coughs> that took place at that time brought to such a shattering, such an unbelievable cosmic shattering and breakage that it reverberated, reverberated throughout the entire fabric of creation. All of creation was changed. And the Odomarishan now had a different task, a different job ahead of him. That because of his chait, because of the sin, everything had collapsed. The entire world order had collapsed at fall. And therefore, a new type of tikkun was required a tikkun of restoration, of restoring and of fixing. That's not how it was when he came into the world. But now there's a new, there's a new job of Adam Arishan, which is the job of Mashiach ben Yosef, which is the job that we have historically and the Seus de la to do tshuva and so on, which we'll talk about. <coughs> now, this doesn't mean that his original responsibility is everybody, yeah, you're all right, we're following. The, this doesn't mean that his original responsibility of elevation and transformation 
is forgotten. That doesn't mean that he's he lost his first job. It's what's called multitasking. <laughs> it's he's now got two full time jobs. Same pay. Less. It was cut. It, it was cut. The pay was cut. <laughs> how Adam Rishon and Chavez had their life changed. So he now has he now has two jobs. And it only means that until he is finished mending and repairing what he himself ripped apart, what he himself broke, that his original job of elevation and transformation of higher and higher his original job is delayed. It's delayed. But the original job is delayed. In the end, in the end, that also has to be, that the first job must take place, of fixing and repairing. And the second, the second job of elevating and initiating a time of higher and higher and higher evolving states of greatness, of sitkas, of kedusha, of holiness, eventually that must take place. So now the matzav of the world, ever since then, is that the world has become two steps removed. Kiv Yochel from Hashem's original, original intent. Now, when we say original intent, obviously all of this is part of the plan. We're not going into Yediyah and Bechira. That's not for now. So first we have to fix what's been shattered. First you have to fix what's broken. And then we have to pick up where other original left off. In other words, you have to get back. That's why you always see in this farm. Even in the non, even in the non-kabbalistic, even in the non-kabbalist form, you look in Rav Hutner, every mimer is about is about going back to the to what was in Gan Eden, before the chait of Adam Not just in the kabbalist form. All the form talk about this. So because why? First, we have to go back and to that to fix what's been shattered. In other words, we have to go back. We have to go back to Gan Eden. We have to go back to that to that world of Tikkun uh, and fix and mend and repair to get back to the original state that we were in, so that we can continue from there and pick up where other mission left off with the second type of redemption, which is elevation and transformation. So what was originally one type of tikkun? Originally there was one tikkun. That's how everything began. The one tikkun was, again, I'm not talking about what happened, that's all in the context of post Adamarishan that we're talking about. I'm not talking about what happened before creation. But originally when the world started, meaning when Adamarishan came into existence, when, he was, when Hashem brought him into the world, originally there was one Mashiach. There was one tikkun. One single mode of tikkun, which is the koach, the energy that we now call Mashiach ben David, which is elevation higher and higher and higher. And that one job became two. 
And those two are called in the Zohar Kodesh train Mashiachim. The two Mashiachs. That's what they're called. It's divided one for each mode of Tikkun. Mashiach ben Yosef for the Tikkun to repair, to fix, to mend, to get back to Gan Eden, to get back before the snake, which is the end of Yosef HaTzadik. Yosef HaTzadik. And the second is the koach, the energy, the force of Mashiach Medavid of higher and higher. So actually what happened is that Adon HaRishan split himself into two. That's really what happened. Adam Rishon split himself into two. And Adam HaRishon himself, on a deeper level, is the split and divided Mashiach. Is the split and divided Mashiach. That's Adam Rishon himself. And ever since then, this is what we'll pick up Mishra next time, ever since then, the entire world order consists of duality, meaning of split, of division, of good, bad, male, female, heaven, earth, sun, moon, this world, next world, and so on. And that's the present reality that we live in. That's our world. This type of a distinction, these sharp distinctions did not exist. When we study, when we try to understand what's revealed to us in the Torah about what it was like when Adam Rishon came into the world, what it was like. When Adam Rishon opened his eyes, what was it like? And these sharp distinctions, certainly not good and bad. This world, next world, heaven and earth, all of these are the result of the Eitz Adas Life of the Eitz that life that's called Eitz is a life of singularity, of Echad, of Echad. By Yom Yasham Echad, it was a life where everything was Echad, was one. Confusion, duality, conflict. All of that, of course, is a direct consequence of Adam Rishon eating from the tree of opposites, of uncertainty, of confusion. And that is the source of all duality. And that is the source. This is, of course, connected to the Nasir of the division of Adam and Chava themselves. Without going into that right now. And that is the source of Hashem putting into effect these two great cosmological forces known as, that we call Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David, that Hashem, of course, prepared the cure before the sickness. And Hashem prepared those two types of energy, those two forces of Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David before, before the devastation that took place as a result of the eating from the Etzadah's Toivara. But we need to understand, this is the Aleph. Why the, what's the inning of Mashiach? What's the job of Mashiach? 
And why, why is it that there are two Mashiachs? And how did that come about? And from here, Mitch Hashem, we're going to continue to try to understand the job on a, on a more specific, particular, and clear level to understand so how does each one of these Mashiachs carry out his job? What does he taka do? What does he do? And then, how do we, from there, we'll be able to recognize the work that Mashiach ben Yosef is doing. Hashem wants us to recognize Mashiach ben Yosef. His brothers didn't, and we must. Mm-hmm. Hashem wants us to recognize his, there are clear signs in our lives and in history, and right now, and I just told even what's happened this past week, there are clear signs right now that are taking place, that are unfolding all over the world in the White House these past few weeks. There are clear signs of Mashiach ben Yosef, and Hashem Baruch wants us to recognize Yosef Atzadi, and wants us to get down to work, to roll up our sleeves and to work mm-hmm. on this. And Hashem Baruch has told us it's not going to take long. And if we, do, if we recognize Yosef Atzadik and we sign up, then it won't take long. And with great, great compassion, love and mercy, Hashem will pour the light of Mashiach ben David into our lives. And we should be excited to see it. I know we're at, we're at a very crucial point, but I'm not going to be here next month, Shabbos. We're going to be away for, the, for our, our daughter and our son-in-law's offer from Yosef Hashem. And it's not going to be time. It's going to be further away. We're not going to have time to get back. So, Mr. Shem, I hope I don't know if we'll be able to continue. I think I have Shabbat Brachas the following Mr. Shabbos. I know. I'm waiting for my assignments. And, and I guess stay posted. And, and uh, I hope we'll get back as soon as we. So by that time, we should already be here. Uh,